if you're going to a dog park every single day because you love your dog, talk to people there and start building those relationships. And it's not a sales call. Build those relationships. Quick talk is, hey, what do you do for work? If I ask that to you, you're going to tell me what you do. And then I say, oh, I wonder how I can help you. Like, that's what I'm thinking when people are responding to me about what they're doing. How can I help you build your business? And then what do they say? They ask you what you do. Hello and welcome again to another episode of One Starfish, where our mission is to help change the world one starfish or one person at a time. Today, my special guest is Jeremy Kane. He is from Colorado right now. He's been in real estate for nine years. As always, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, share all the stuff. But thank you for being on the show today, Jeremy. Yeah, Angela, thanks so much for having me. Super excited to dive in and uh, I like saving the world. So let's go do it. I love it. It's awesome. So Jeremy's also a family guy. Um, like I said, he's been in real estate about nine years. He also just mentioned he was a, a coach for about 10 years before that. And his team, he coached to a, a state championship, I believe he said, which is pretty cool. So tell us a little bit of like, obviously you're pretty competitive. Um, tell us a little bit about where that started from as a child or was it more as an adult you became competitive or? Yeah, definitely always, you know, followed sports and was like that super fan and, you know, watched a lot of sports with my dad and we went to games and, and did that. <clears throat> so I really um, was able to develop a, a sense for competitiveness. And back when it was all, you know, flash and all the crap that we see now, I've always played sports. I played baseball, played basketball. My mom wouldn't let me play football until, until high school. And then I was like, I'm good. I don't even know how to put the pads on. So we'll just stick <laughs> to what I know. Um, so then I got into coaching. I always had a mind uh, because I watched the game for more than just, you know, entertainment strategic, uh, you know, values and that kind of stuff were huge to me. So got into that, um, and just have always loved sports, love competition, love winning and love helping other people win. So after my playing days were over, got into coaching and that was really cool kind of mentorship. I'm a psychology major, uh, from Colorado state and, and I, I started out the game and I ran a halfway house. So as a case manager, 1200 people on my caseload, when I first got out of college, became an administrator, decided I was going to try and save the world before it got to that point. Lots of drugs and, and money issues with private corrections. Mm -hmm. uh, got into teaching, um, did that for about five years, uh, became, you know, the, the pseudo administrator when, when my boss uh, took a leave for one year and then it was time to make some money and got into real estate. My dad's been in real estate for over 30 years. So that's where that happened. And I've, I've basically taken that passion to still save the world and help people into my real estate business. And I've also taken the competitive nature from, from my past into winning and, and really helping other agents win. Uh, the truth is that there's so many deals to go around. There's different niches that we can go into and I just love helping people develop business all around. All my business partners, industry partners, inspectors, lenders, contractors, whatever you are, uh, it's my goal to help you build your business no matter anything I can do. Because as a realtor, I, I get a lot of incoming questions. Who can you know lay tile? Who can finish my bathroom? Whatever that may be. And so I love building up the people that I know serve people in the right manner. That's awesome. What are some tangible tips that you could give someone that's just getting into any industry, um, building a business that when you started nine years ago, that you wish you had done differently that might have helped you go faster even than than where you have gone? 
Yeah. And, and real estate, it's, it's hard because it's fear of influence is, is what dominates. And I think that's across all, all aspects. Um, I think I could have been more dedicated to putting myself out there um, <clears throat> as far as like building business community relationships, which I do now. Hmm. And just kind of, you know, because as real estate agents, we're all like, okay, or any business entrepreneur, whatever, you're told like, okay, this is how you build your business. You need a sphere of influence. You need to, you know, lean into that because that's who's going to lift you up at the beginning and then expand. I think what I do now in my coaching with other agents is help them build that sphere of influence. And I was lucky enough and kind of had this, you know, lean to or something to lean on that I was born in Lakewood, Colorado. I lived in Lakewood, Colorado my whole life, moved to Fort Collins, which is an hour north for college for four years, moved right back to the Denver metro area. And so my sphere was very you know, we had, it was there naturally. Um, so if I c- could have not leaned on that as much and really started doing what I do now and branching out and helping other people's businesses and, and just going and, and being up front and the video thing is huge, right? Nine years ago, that was a little bit different. You need like a big camcorder or whatever, but um, <clears throat> that's what I would have done differently is build those business relationships sooner in the community. So what are some, like, what are some ways that you've now built those? Like, is it you're going to networking meetups, you're going door to door. How are you building some of those relationships? Um, a lot of it's belly to belly. I love it. Um, the pandemic kind of set us back on that, but we're back at it and we're ready to roll here. But um, just like reaching out, going into businesses and really talking to them, how can I serve you? Right. Because as a young agent, I mean, it was, I was very lucky. My wife could pay all the bills, so I didn't have to have that next transaction. Uh, but it's still, it was still about me, right? It was still about building my income because I had to make an income to survive, to provide for the family that was being created at the time. And so I think that that's a huge part of, of what built me, but if we could have expanded that sooner, it would have been fantastic. And tactics that I would say is, you know, just, you have to have your foundation and then go out and, you know, do it, but still have your foundation. I was working 30 to 40 hours a week when I started, work 60 to 80 and, and things get a little bit different as long as you're working harder, not, or smarter, not harder. So working harder is something that you obviously uh, say, what are some things that helped you with a mindset throughout it? Did you read a lot? Were you into, um, I mean, I know we're an RTA together, but before that, like nine years ago, were you around like with associations? Were you conscious of some of those things that maybe you feel like you should have been more conscious of now? Um, yeah, a little bit. I think I was really focused on learning uh, the real estate industry. A lot of the education nationwide is surrounded by don't get sued, don't put yourself out there, which in turn leads to don't serve, don't, you know, don't be an asset, just be like the norm, right? Which I think is a huge problem with society is we're all clumped to be normal and we're all clumped to work in this 40 hour, you know, block and do this. And so that's what society wants. That's what kind of suppresses that. But if you can break out of that and there was time, like my dad was in a real estate broker, so he could teach me all the contracts and he was a great asset to my business. But if that's all I did, I wasn't producing more income and, and scaling my business. That makes sense. Yeah. So just being more, um, more out there. And then 
Um, do you read a lot? Like, what is your, you know, right now, like you just told me you're doing 75 hard, you're on day 61, which is awesome. Um, yeah. Have you always been disciplined like that? Or is this kind of like new to you actually to do like something like 75 hard or anything like right. that? Well, I'm going to tell you, uh, from the time I was in third grade to the time I was about 30, I didn't read one book cover to cover and I graduated high school and got a college degree. <laughs> so about 30, I read a book uh, by Jay Billis. The name escapes me right now. Uh, that was more about the coaching. So I, I kind of started my personal develop nonfiction, personal development nonfiction journey and reading with that book. And then I went to the, you know, an Urban Meyer book. And, and now recently this year, I, I kind of was seeing what 75 hard was all about. So I dedicated this year to really read 10 pages uh, a day, even before I was on 75 hard. And you just fly through books at that pace. Like it's crazy when you actually have like a, a dedicated page amount that you can do. And then of course you get into the books and you, you know, the page turners and stuff like that. The, the new Ed Milet book was a, a quick read. And one of the ones I read right at the start of 75 hard, actually I was halfway through it when it started. Um, but that's, that's really changed, you know, and that's really where the business mindset. And I would say I was, I was even an employee to myself before I started reading all these, you know, entrepreneur outside of the real estate space uh, books. And now I feel like I'm really there. Right. So I have multiple streams of income. I'm working on building my organization. I'm working on, you know, selling houses, my, my production, you know, my agent attraction, all that stuff is now, you know, multi separate businesses and separate entities. It's just kind of one blob. <laughs> That's so cool. And so one of the things you would say to someone like getting into it is start getting into reading maybe sooner. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's something. And I mean, I'm, I'm not a fluff guy. So that was part of it, you know, and, and high school and even in college, it's a lot of fiction stuff. And that's not like reading was not fun. I'd much rather go to a game, play a game, watch a game, whatever. Mm -hmm. So but it wasn't like serving like it was it was just entertainment. It's like turning on Netflix and going crazy on that, you know, like I haven't right. turned my TV on. I don't think since outside of watching the avalanche win the Stanley cup, I don't think I've turned my damn TV on since, you know, since I started 75 hard for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so. Cause you're too busy yep. <laughs> um, yep. being productive, which is awesome. So what are some things um, that you would, you know, you tell your agents or you tell, you know, to help coach other people. Cause you do a lot of coaching to help them be successful. And, and I mean, I know it's specifically in real estate, so you can say that, but like, hopefully people can gather from it no matter what industry they're in, because, you know, sales is sales. Um, mm -hmm. Helping people is helping people. It doesn't matter what industry you're in, whether it's in cars, whether it's in, you know, yeah. what you talked about plumbing, like doesn't matter Cleaning. what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the basics are the same. What are some things that you feel that really helps you and maybe would help other people? Um, I think the day, like a day in the life planning a schedule is huge. Uh, I'm a big goal setter. I went to a, you know, a class one by, by one of my good friends, Nicole Ruth. She's a top lender in the state of Colorado and nationwide. She's in the top hundred, but she, she did this goal setting deal and it was typical goal setting, but in, within that she had write a letter to yourself as if you were, um, writing it like December 31st of the next year or whatever date. It doesn't have to be January 1 or December yeah. 31st. We kind of get stuck in that. Don't wait to start, just start. But it was 
one of the most powerful things I've ever done. And it was based around the goal setting. It was based around simple strategy, but really writing a letter to yourself in the future and talking about gratitude and being proud of yourself and, and almost like predetermined destiny to get to what you want to do. And, you know, I was making $200,000 a year, pretty consistently 200, 300. And one of my goals was make $500,000 within 10 years. Well, that was two years ago. And I crossed that last year. So, um, that was really powerful to me. So I think if you start with a set of goals, but you have to provide something that's, you know, you have to have the constant reminder, the vision boards, that stuff, but also have something that's tangible because I don't read that letter from the time I write it in November or December until I write it again the next year. So then I go back and read it and I'm like, dang, like that was a time where I was really dialed in looking for goals and oh man, I, I accomplished 95% or hundred percent of them or 50% wins or wins. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that was super powerful. So I would start there, think big, dream big, as they say, vision boards are huge, but if you're just doing the typical goal setting, it's tough. And then I read 12 week year at that point. Um, mm -hmm. And so that kind of, I was like, well, that was dumb. We just did a whole annual and future goal thing. And this guy says I got 12 weeks and that's all that I can handle, but I still do the annual goals. I just, base my 12 week years around that. And mm. so if you get to that point, you can reverse engineer and work backwards. I think that's huge. And then it's sphere development, right? I don't care if you're in real estate, you're selling, you know, carpet cleaners, whatever you do, like start with the sphere and be attentive to building it. And a lot of times people are like cold calls, pound the phones, right? Pound the phones, whatever it is, or door knock or, you know, whatever the industry is, solar panels door knocking crazy. Right. Mm -hmm. But the honest truth is, is people burn out on that a lot quicker. Mm -hmm. So I tell people of all, I was like, do what you like, but do it intentionally. Let's give an if example to, of what you mean. If you're going to a dog park every single day, cause you love your dog, talk to people there. Right. And, and start building those relationships. And it's not a sales call, build those relationships. Very common, you know, quick talk is, Hey, what do you do for work? If I ask that to you, you're going to tell me what you do. And then I say, Oh, I wonder how I can help you. Like, that's what I'm thinking when people are responding to me about what they're doing. How can I help you build your business? And then what do they say? They ask you what you do. Mm -hmm. That's your chance to say, Hey, I'm in real estate. Hey, I'm in, you know, I sell life insurance. Hey, you know, I sell whatever, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I sell apparel, whatever that is. And mm -hmm. so that allows you to make that connection you have something in common. You're probably going to see that person if you're dedicated to going to that dog park or whatever. So church, uh, athletic teams, coaching, uh, mm. nurses, like anything you can think of that you like to do. That's where I really help people spend their time. And so that gets them off the phone. Like it takes a special person to call 500 people a day right. And get two deals or transactions or, no you know, policies Seriously. or whatever. And so if we, if we do what we like to do, then we'll go to it. And it's not like, Oh man, like I have to go for my cold calling marathon today. I'm, you know, or I have to go, you know, knock well, goes better doors. Than yesterday. <laughs> right. I have to go knock a hundred doors and hope it doesn't rain on me in the summer or whatever, you know, like, right. so I just really help people dial that in and, 
and a common objection I get because I built my sphere in my hometown, uh, which is a large metropolitan city, uh, thankfully. So that allowed me to scale quicker, but I'm really focused on helping people build sphere. I don't care if you moved here yesterday. Uh, There's people in our group that have done crazy amounts of transactions, moving to a new city with a new career in real estate. And so I know it's possible and I just help people build it by doing what they like to do. Go do the events you want to do and meet the people there. Right. And go for, go for the information, right? You don't sit there and hammer on real estate or hammer on life insurance policies or hammer on, you know, a financial plan. Say what you do, you move on, you build that relationship and say, Hey, I'm going to, you know, this brewery networking event next week, you should come. Right. And, and kind of get them into that, that mindset. And then eventually you get their phone number. You have their phone number. If, you know, you're going to invite them or email right. or whatever, and then you connect on socials and then you can get that information. But if you walk up to someone at the dog park and then be like, Hey, <coughs> want to buy a house? What's your phone <laughs> number? What's your email? What's your birthday? They're going to give you a bunch of BS. <laughs> it's not going to be real anyways. And there's yeah. no connection there. So they don't, they don't use you. That's, that's so good. I love that. That's a lot of gold right there. Um, yeah, it's a lot of gold for a lot of people because, um, it is really easy to just go out and just call or just knock on doors or just do all that. As far as I'm concerned, it's kind of easy in a sense, um, as opposed to just taking it, what's called the slower way and building the relationships. But a lot of times the slower way is a faster way and it's more fun. And when you're having more fun, you attract more fun. So (laughs) it's kind of that law of attraction. Yeah. And that's what it is. And I will tell you, it's, there is a fine line between taking leisure time and being intentional about it, but you have to dedicate to it. Like go to the dog park for two hours a day, as long as your dog's safe and you you can drink water and stuff. But (laughs) it's not just like, you know, go to the dog park and take your lawn chair and read your book and say hi to a couple people and then you're out, right? Like building a business this way is huge because the way I look at it is, you're doing it from a heart to serve other people's businesses and help other people. But you also have to get through as many people as you can and connect. Because if you find that connector, that person who's, you know, the head of a nursing department or a principal at a school or, you know, somebody who people go to for more than just work advice, mm-hmm. then that's when they're like, Oh, I met this guy at the dog park. He's really knowledgeable on the market or, you know, that he's really dedicated to helping people get on a financial plan or whatever that mm-hmm. thing is. If you find those connectors, then all of a sudden it's one connection to 10 referrals versus you having to get 10 referrals. Right. Right. And so you have that connector. That's the person you take out to lunch and break bread with and make sure you're pouring into because then you don't have to worry about the 10 or the hundred people that they connect with every day you just worry about that one and anytime anyone mentions your line of work, then they reciprocate that value. You're the person they think about. I love that. That's yeah. so good. That's so true. Um, so in wrapping up, um, like I said, our, our, our messages aren't too long. We want people to get something good out of it. We're going to I always ask and with three final questions and then anything that we should have touched on that we didn't touch on that you would like to, you know, touch on at the end. Um, so first final question is someone's looking for their purpose. A lot of people are like, man, I'm looking for my purpose. I'm looking for my why, all that kind of stuff. What is one sentence that you would say that could help them find their purpose? I would say start with being very introspective. I think a lot of people go out for their purpose and they're looking for the world to give them their purpose. Uh, 
I think really think about you and, you know, there's, I heard a podcast, I don't know if it was Ed or Andy or somebody go back to when you were nine to 13 years old and a story that affected you Hmm. and how you would go differently. And actually I think it was Renee Rodriguez. So if you go back to a story when you're nine to 13 and how that shaped you, right? Maybe it was bad. Maybe it was a mine is, you know, a negative uh, relationship with my stepfather, who's now one of my, you know, we're cool. We're good friends. He lived with me for a little bit when I was finding my mom and him a house, but go back to nine to 13. And what is one event in your life that sticks out? And some people will like start at 18 to 22 or whatever, but all those events come back to when you were nine to 13 years old for some reason. And so if you find that you dial in and you fix that problem for the world, I think that's, that's where I would start. Interesting. I'll have to think back to when I was nine or 13. Um, <laughs> what number second question is, and you might have more than one, but what one comes to mind? What's your favorite quote and why? Uh, um, wow. I would say right now, because I'm such a dreamer and a, a big thinker, uh, what gets measured gets managed. And that's a huge, I mean, my, my mentor, Mike Sherrard, my good friend says that all the time. But I like in my business, I just grab a bunch of stuff and like my wife's like, oh, man, another idea. Like we didn't even get an eighth of the way through the last one and and we stack them and I still get through them. But she's just like more time, more time, you know, whatever. And so um, what get gets measured gets managed. So anything you're doing, make sure you're checking the analytics, make sure you're keeping track of the conversations you have and make sure that you're dialing it in because that's. That's the biggest thing at the dog park. Make sure you're noting those conversations and writing down those people's names, getting them into your database or, or whatever, and, and making sure you're, you're not just, you know, doing the machine gun approach and hoping people call you back. Yeah, that makes, that makes, that's really good. Um, and third and final question is what's one word or sentence you want on your gravestone? Um, I would like to have something about helping other people build wealth. So helped a thousand people become millionaires or, you know, something along that line. And, and wealth isn't just about money. So helped a thousand people build, build wealth would be fine for me. Just That's love cool. helping other people grow businesses and, and do the thing. It's a weird, and I knew it before um, that I just, even other realtors, I love helping them build their business. And some of them are my competitors. <laughs> like I just, I just I love, love finding people. that niche that people can really expand on because I know that, you know, there's, there's definitely unlimited uh, opportunity. Good abundance thinking. I love it. Um, so in final, if you run into someone at a coffee shop and they're like, Jeremy, listen to the podcast. That was awesome. You know, what's one more thing like tangible or intangible that you just think, man, I wish we had talked about. I think the listeners really need to hear this. What's, what's something that kind of comes to mind? Um, just, just always take care of your, your inner circle, your people, your family, your, your closest friends, because as an entrepreneur, you can work 90, 100, 180 hours a week, whatever it comes out to be. But those people always, you know, serve you. So, you know, there's times where you have to push family away and, you know, that's a little bit different, but your, your core, you know, my wife, my kids always, you know, put them first and have, have that peace of peace of mind to understand why you're doing this, why you're working this hard, but then be able to detach for an hour or two a day to give them your full, full heart and, and energy. Good. Put your family first. I love it. We always say faith, family, fitness. 
um, or face mm -hmm. family finance, depending on how you want to go with your Fs. But yeah, yeah, very important. That's really cool. So in wrapping up, thank you so much, Jeremy, for the time. Listeners, make sure to rate, review, subscribe. We'll have links for Jeremy, show notes. Feel free to reach out to him. Ask him for advice or, or thoughts or anything like that for sure. And let's go out there. Let's change one life or one starfish at a time. And if we can change one life or one starfish at a time together, we can actually change the world. Thank you so much for being on, Jeremy. Thanks, Angela.